<laughs> let's get let's get this thing rolling, and we'll and and we both got some stories from today. So that's what I'm waiting on. Let's roll. I'm waiting on you, man. You're you're the one that always you're supposed to intro us. Supposed Why do to... I always have to intro? That's fine. Okay. You're the owner of the company. Number one. You're the one who always takes over and does it. You don't let me do it. I don't care if you do. You just gotta do it right. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, do it right, brother. So there's something different today, guys. There's something. Me? There's something different. What did we do? My wife's in the room. Well, yes, she is. Say hi, honey. I can't move a camera, but okay. she's there. We'll put up a picture. <laughs> but the, well, the other thing. The other thing, David. What's the other thing? I don't know. Uh, the other thing. Check is, it out. Uh, we got. Shirts. What did I finally accomplish? Yeah, Tristan has a cup with a logo. So on the back of our shirts, you cannot see, it, but it says Triflix Crew. Oh, you can see. Yeah, that. turn around, Tristan. <laughs> Show us your good side. <laughs> Look at this. Look how nice this is. And well, actually, the, the other thing. If you'd cable. like to, if you'd like to see this full design here, just go to our Instagram or our Facebook page because we've posted plenty about it so far. Is it? Do you see it? And if you like them, you tell can, us. You can buy them. And eventually, you might be able to. You'll buy them eventually. No, just just send yeah. us the money. P.O. Box forty thirty P Sherman forty two Wallaby Way Sydney, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll send you the shirts. <laughs> Go to triflexstore.com. So. But we're finally, we're finally <laughs> just branding. Just send the cash order. We'll, we'll return the address with the... The sure. whole thing should just be a troll. Yeah. Like you go to triflexstore.com. Just redirect to <laughs> ltntstore.com. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about something exciting. What do we have on the docket for tell, today? Well, what are we talking t- about? Tell us about what happened to you today. Which, Let's start with that. W- I'll talk about the one I want to talk yes, about. Yes, talk about the one you want to talk we're about. We're not talking about the other one. That's I don't fine. Talk about that. I don't That's fine, buddy. We don't have to. Well, today I had to go through some footage uh, and get it off of a card because we, we, we shoot and it goes on a card and then we plug in our computers and we get the footage off. Hmm. Well, we have a process where the footage goes from the card to the computer into our editing hmm. software and it's there and we have a video explaining how that works. It's a wonderful video. It's a great tutorial if you want to edit videos. If, However, if you like out of focus videos from uh, media companies. Yeah. Well, it's part of the charm. Okay. It's, yeah. I have a huge problem with you this, and you know this. Get you put in what <laughs> should you get out it. or something like that. But regardless, I uh, it's I, out there. I uh, needed to clean off that card, and I deleted everything on the card. I mean, like, and I hit eject. Like scrub it with like a sponge. Like when you clean off yeah. a card. A if you're watching this, you have a computer. You know what it means to delete something off your card. <laughs> you all said right? clean it off. Clean it off. You gotta wipe scrub it. Scrub it down. Use the the Clorox <sighs> wipes. Well, I I deleted it and then I went to eject the card. It says cannot eject. Card is being used. And I was like, well, well, that's weird. Why is it being used? It turns out the uh, <laughs> you didn't hit force eject. <laughs> is, that a, is that an option just, yeah no that's an option like sometimes out. sometimes mine will pop up and say that like this can't be ejected it's being mm-hmm. used or something i just hit force eject oh. yeah yeah no i don't i'm do glad that you didn't because i double check and i there's a it's really it, smart if a card's completely empty and it says it's being used somewhere it's probably wrong uh so <laughs> 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 so, the computer or you, uh, <laughs> the card? Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. The card's empty. It can't be used if there's nothing on it. So I went to check and the uh, video editing software, all of our files were missing. And it said that they were supposedly linked with the, uh, S- the SD card. That mm-hmm. is against our process. It mm-hmm. should never have that issue. It's it should have never happened. It's against Triflex yeah. policy. So it could be a fluke. It could be Apple. I don't think there was a possible way where it was 
me not following the process. So we may know. need to change our process. I think what happened, I, I did some uh, post-mortem <laughs> investigation. Uh, I think what happened is we had one specific project that we wanted to import the files, but leave them in their place. And mm. we went into the special import menu mm. where you can select that or not before yeah. you do the import. So, and I think it saved those settings and then it boned them. Yeah. So we did something in our settings that was <laughs> beneficial to us at one point. It's you very like technical term. Bone them. <laughs> Yep, boned. It's Got Bonham. Bonham. Mister Bonham. I don't know why we Bonham. thought that was so funny at the time, but it's still kind of funny. I'm so sad. Good job, Bonham. All right, so you guys are tracking right now. We uh, we had some files, we deleted them, and we're trying to figure out what's wrong with the process. Regardless, it was a nine thousand square foot, multi million dollar property that we shot, and the footage was gone it was deleted the trash can was empty and all that footage went four hour shoot four hour shoot that's right and it was gone and the question is could we get it back luckily the house wasn't there either so we couldn't go back yeah as soon as the footage was gone (laughs) we went back to shoot it and it was gone too correlation Mm. i don't know we we are not going back to reshoot that uh we have file recovery software that i've invested in before because I have a habit of deleting things. Uh, only you, just you, just You're the only me. Person. Actually, yeah. oh, what? where <laughs> is it? I have nobody else here. I has. have proof today <laughs> no! that other people delete no! things, and I brought this for another story. Okay, okay, but I don't know the story. Uh, it's, a, it's not a good story. Uh, let's finish one at a time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so we had to recover all this uh, footage and it turns out we were able to however like for the first like 20 minutes I'm panicking because I'm trying to figure out what is going on with our process so we've never had this issue before with Final Mm. Cut you think it's specifically something we changed our settings I think it's a fluke because I did Mm. the file import process and that should it should not be a problem if you do file import and you set it up properly. Yeah, but isn't there always a there's always a possibility that something got changed or unchecked, especially mm-hmm. when we were changing process. So yeah. yeah, we we went outside of our process. Yeah, and that, this doesn't scare me. Yeah, I'm not scared. No, no, stuff happens. There's always a margin of error. We're all human. <sighs> I'm glad you're satisfied with that answer. Just saying. I, you can't mitigate all the risk. You can try I as think, much as possible, but mm, I you think, think it's a problem think, with Final Cut or our I think, process? I think it was either the Big Sur update or um, Final Cut update. So I then, how how do we? So okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So maybe you got an update and then it just reset some settings. Oh, that makes sense. But regardless, oh! regardless, the reason big brain this, stuff over here. The the reason this is a problem is I have two separate drives. One we flew with a drone. One we actually three separate drives. Drone your camera, and then the Ninja. We had three drives. I imported all of them. I deleted everything off of all three cards. And the only one that had issues of like not getting like saved on the project was the Ninja. And the Ninja is like a big fancy piece of equipment that we use to shoot our professional shoots. Yeah. So it's not a martial art. I followed the process on all three of these and one out of three failed. Hmm. That's why I think it's a fluke. Yeah. And I think, I think it's okay. I didn't know that part. Yeah. If you told yeah, me, I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, because that technically would have, what, like three different types of media? Mm-hmm. A micro SD, an XQD, and a Ninja? Yeah. So, 
I don't know what it all means, but because it happened like twenty minutes ago, but we're gonna figure we're gonna figure it out. It's such a long time ago, huh? For for my brain. But these are the, these are the things that you deal with on a day to day basis uh, of figuring out the small nuances that come with just yeah. putting together large quantities of data. Yeah. yeah. So I guess what is Mr. Efficiency Manager? What is the lessons learned? If somebody wants to start a company, and they want to start storage and. And stuff happens or to avoid stuff. I don't know. What, what's the lesson? What do we do? Well, we've done a good job and we've de- decided on a process for what we want to do. Uh, I think the only thing here where you could learn from is that just make sure you're doing the process every time. Like even because people get stuck in ruts. Like Tristan and I were talking like maybe a week ago that like the most common place for accidents to happen when you're driving is like when you're a mile away from home. Mm-hmm. So like in things that you become comfortable with is like the area around your house. You're like, oh, I don't need to think about how I'm driving because I this is somewhere I'm at all the time. You Same thing with absolute a hole. <laughs> Why would you bring that up? You know how it makes me feel. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he he knows I'm going to bring up something that involves him later, and I feel like you're just pulling up all these minute little details in your story to call me out. I, I'm not doing anything. No, I don't know. Oh, this is right. I'm not picking up on uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I think someone's being a little uh-huh. self-conscious. You're trying wow. to start some beef? I'll start some beef with David. I hear some moves going on. Moves. No, no, no beef. No beef. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I should have. There's one extra step that I need to add to my regular process, and that is to hit the consolidate button before ejecting to make sure mm. everything's in there properly. However, you're, you're, you're bringing up a lot of yeah. good no, points. It wasn't directed at you. I'm just saying everybody yeah. gets comfortable with their process and is like, I don't need to follow the instructions. I've done this a thousand times because at some point, like you don't need to follow them anymore because your brain knows what to do. Yeah. And that's not a fault of Tristan. That's just like, mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yeah. I wasn't. But software can change without can us change. even mm-hmm. thinking yeah. about it. I mean, that's like the whole uh, Photoshop update. Mm-hmm. I still. What's the Photoshop update? Okay. So <laughs> Adobe being the Adobe. They updated Photoshop and they said that Mac changed their APIs when they went to Big Sur and with a recent update. And so you couldn't save as the same way as before. So now if you want to save, overwrite a, a file or like, so, you know, if I want to like save something and overwrite it, um, which I've done in the past a million times, because mm-hmm. as soon as you make a large edit in Photoshop, it wants to save it as a Photoshop file and not a JPEG again. Mm. Um, just obviously conserve your work. Mm. Uh, but the problem is now is if you want to save it as and overwrite your original JPEG, you literally have to like save as hit, save a copy. And then it pulls up a new dialogue box, which then adds copy to the end of your file name. Oh my gosh. So yeah. now you have to go in, hit, save a copy, delete the last part of your file name now, and then you can override it. So they added like mm. three extra steps to a process that was efficient to begin with. And they blamed it. As soon as people complained, they blamed it on Apple. But they did the same thing on Windows, just so you know. Mm. It's across the board. Yeah. And I was like, come on. But people are not happy about it. How do you feel about it? I don't like it. Because it's the same reason, right? It's like you go in, you use your Final Cut, you you know, you know, import your footage, you've done it the same way. We do it the same way every day. And then they change something, and then now you have either have to, you know, you're used to it. You have the muscle memory, the, you know, whatever it is, and you're just always like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And then every time it hits you, 
and you do the wrong thing. <laughs> and you're like, okay, mm. hold on a second. And you have to relearn it. And for us, that is time consuming and time is money. money. Well, plus the three <laughs> extra clicks every time you're exporting is yeah. kind of tedious. And that's a large part of my process because I bring in the JPEG for my, uh, like, let's say I need to do sky replacement. I bring in the JPEG that I've already. What's the sky replacement though? So you just brush over that word. I don't that's fancy. Seems kind of sky. Yeah, it seems kind of uh, self explanatory. You can just change the sky. Why would you want to change the sky? That's a better question. So, because Indiana is a crapshoot when it comes to weather, <laughs> and uh, some people need their pictures quickly, especially in the real estate world. So, if I go shoot something and you have a white or gray sky, there's no mm. definition in the clouds. There's just nothing going on. It's not pretty. It yeah, it yeah. does nothing for the aesthetics of the house. So we it, we do that as a service. Yeah. So I go in to Photoshop, and this was a recent build-in, which is super nice. I used to use a different program, uh, but now you just hit edit, go down to sky replacement in that menu, and then it automatically masks out the sky and you can pick what you want. Now, that mask always needs to be tweaked, so don't think this is like a fix-all, but if you gotta understand how to manipulate magic. a mask. Yeah, you gotta work it. You gotta work it. Because uh, anything that's a similar color to the sky will also get masked, so a lot of times you have to, like most of the trim on a house is white, especially along the roof line, mm. and so most of the time I have to take that and mask it out. Hmm. So anyways, I don't know how we got down this whole rabbit hole. I just asked about the sky. <laughs> yeah, you just asked about the sky. So anyway, so that's that's part of that process. I will bring in a JPEG, put the new sky in, and then it wants to save it as a Photoshop file. So I, I usually would like overwrite, save it, and be done because I don't need the two files. It's the new mm -hmm. file. It's the only one I need. It's redundant. I'm out. And now I have to go through an extra three-step process. And yeah. uh, it's already time-consuming. It's, but, it's, but when you when you span that across 20 to 30 images, it adds oh. up. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It happens when just developers just don't use the products they're making, and right. they just make changes. <laughs> like, oh, this will make it different. And uh, it's just like, no, you don't. People this will love sad. it. Speaking of developers putting in things they don't do, uh, <laughs> what you, type of segue is this? I know. Uh, right? Did Go you guys the... see the Amazon meditation boxes? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, I just read about it today. <laughs> I didn't look into the videos of that. I just thought it was stupid and I didn't look into it. What is that? Some dude that's never worked in a plant in his life thought that all these stressed employees just needed to meditate. So they have these like little phone booth. They're probably just repurposed phone booths. They probably oh, went to a, sure. a junkyard and they're like, hey, we can get like a hundred of these for 30 bucks. And then they just take them and they, <laughs> they put them on their Amazon warehouse floors. And if you're stressed, you can just go in there and cry. Just go sit in a box <laughs> yeah. by yourself. They said it plays soothing music or will also talk to you with like meditation. Yeah. And they can sit in there in this room and like meditate for a little while yeah. so they feel better. And I'm like, nothing like getting squeezed into a box. Yeah. It feel has like not a, stressed. a little app called Amazon. Oh my gosh. It does like not. Z no well, i got it amazon's got it. A, a shipping company so it's like they put their own employees into in a, a box, box a box and they what send the box? to the next warehouse <laughs> so yeah, yeah no hey john when you're done with the box man it's my turn a yeah, <laughs> little segue just uh it's <laughs> funny whenever somebody offers a suggestion or an innovative idea on something they know mm. so little about or like even just invested in the time into researching it you know you could just walk down the floor and like hey you work here what do you like and i Guarantee you could interview every person on the Amazon work floor. <laughs> Not a single one of them said, I want to be in a box and cry. <laughs> right? <laughs> give me a, give me a box. Give me a box. I want to sit think, in one of those. I, I agree with David. I think the last thing they want to see is another box. 
<laughs> they want to go outside. <laughs> right? <laughs> somebody walks in and somebody's going by and just mistakes it for a package and just starts like wrapping just it up. It up. <laughs> Mail it off somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh man. John. Oh, man. Well, speaking of funny, before we get into it, just a little more lightheartedness, you guys. Mm. Um, Wait, hold on. I fell what today. It, would, you fell? Um, I fell today on a shoe. Oh, no. Um, Your hip? Practically did the splits. <laughs> Oh, no. I made an I made an audible noise when I hit the ground. Old man, <laughs> luckily, noise? yeah. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and luckily I was in the woods. But um, I so uh, today it was rainy. Here's a great it example was. of a house that's going to need sky replacement. <laughs> so they insisted that I shot this, which is fine. I can make it work. I I tell them the risk and what it might look like, but we can we can mitigate a lot of that. But anyways, so. I'm walking around this house. I'm number one. I am wearing the wrong pair of shoes today, but um, I'm walking around this house. I get to the back and I'm like, get ready to frame up my shot. And of course, I have to hold the camera and an umbrella at the same time. So I'm like walking through, and all of a sudden, I just I don't know what happened. I like lost my footing and I did the splits and and caught myself with my knee. And but I went all the way down, and the camera lens like hit the hit the ground as well oh. and i just went oh. <laughs> echoed through the trees oh no and i got my big old butt off the ground and it was just like it was raining already my now my feet are soaked my knee is covered in mud my shoes covered in mud the lens has water all over it Oof. and i'm just like i'm looking around hoping she didn't see me from the window inside the house of me on the ground so I had to go back to the car and like clean off the camera and the lens and get all the water <laughs> off of everything. And I had to go home and change before the next shoot. So in the, in the middle of that, did it, uh, did you once think about how you wanted a box to cry in <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> did you want an Amazon box? I, I wish that I just had a box to cry. Dude, we're going to go to the junkyard and go find a phone booth. <laughs> well, and, and then I had to walk the rest of the property and it was more mud and I was just, so then I didn't really care. But the problem was, is my shoes were still ultra slick and I'm like, mm. I'm going to fall again. And I mean, at all costs, we all know this, like you save the camera, like, yeah. you go down and you save the camera. Yeah. Like if yeah. that thing gets dipped in mud, I, I, that's a, that's a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so there you go. You do? That was, that <laughs> that's was, a, it was a great day. Yeah. I think we should like rename the podcast to like the, the phone booth or the Zen box. <laughs> the Zen. And it's just us coming in here ranting about all these bad projects, like all these little hindrances that come along in our shoots during the week. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just, this is the place we come <sighs> to cry. This is our box. But it is funny because like, you know, I, she gave me a lot of compliments. Uh, she was very happy with the job that I did. And it's just funny that at the end of the day, these little parts of it, if no one listens to this, you know, if the hundred people that listen to these, like if they are not clients or people like that, like they have no idea that these things happen. And we just like get up, keep ticking. They, she had no clue. I just, I did my job and got out of there and she was very happy with the job that I did. So it's like funny, you know, and then there's always these stories behind the scenes. It's just like when I use the, mm. you know, the ironing board for a tripod, like oh my gosh, yeah. the client has no clue, but they got what they needed. But, yeah. But, which yeah. is the fun part for us. So, <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, I'm done ranting now. Appreciate it guys. But uh, yeah, what else we got on the docket? Well, yeah. uh, you kind of. I know you didn't, you maybe didn't attend it. Maybe it was just coincidence, but talking about your little analogy of getting in wrecks, most of them occur close to home and yeah. your little spill. 
uh, I, I recently got a new hobby. I like, I like longboarding. I like oh. it a lot. I ride my longboard everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. I got it less than a month ago. I got 80 miles on it. It's a special longboard. Can't wait to have this conversation. It's got a motor on it. <laughs> you what? happy? Hmm. Huh? You happy? Yeah. No, I, I, I'm always happy when I'm right, but yeah. yeah. Well... <laughs> What what happened? Come on, go ahead. All these all these cool YouTubers in New York got these neat apartments with exposed brick and wood floors, and they ride longboards around New York, and they live downtown, and they're cool. Well, Casey Neistat, yeah, that's it, right? No, uh, no, I know uh, other ones. uh, (laughs) Craig Adams was another one I really like. Craig's a cool dude, but now he does adventure travel and goes hiking in other countries. Regardless, Casey Neistat still lives this way, from what I know. And I like it. I think it's cool. And I got a longboard because I've always wanted one and I had a friend that was selling it. Uh, so I picked it up, been riding it for the last month and I started out going real slow. And then I started being able to hit the max speed pretty consistently without any troubles, which yeah. is 27 miles per hour. Mm. That's, that's pretty fast. fast. That's fast. <laughs> yeah, you no, don't that's have seatbelts. You don't have like air, airbags. Oh, no. You just got a helmet on. It's right? a little helmet with holes it's a little all helmet, over. Twenty-seven miles per hour. It's a cute little helmet. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Um, <laughs> so I have put seventy plus, almost eighty miles on it now, and I ride it everywhere. I go to the store to pick up groceries and stuff. Just anytime I have an excuse to go ride the board, I'll go out. Uh, we go riding with your bike sometimes. So. Yeah, I get a workout and he stands there. Uh-huh. It's uh, relaxing <laughs> for me. He has said that it, it causes a lot of strain to his joints and his hips. So. Yeah, he has to stand and like sometimes... I did not. leans <laughs> back and he gets leaning forward a little bit. And, and then, then, oh man, it's tough. Well, here's the thing. If you, Just a little side tangent. If you want to lose weight, it's real simple. You just burn more calories than you consume. It's that easy. And when you're riding a board doing 27 miles per hour, I can tell you right now your heart rate's pretty high and you're going to be burning a lot of calories. I'm scared half the time, but that's that's what gives it the thrill. And I, I go all the way to Kroger from my house. It's like two miles there. I get about 20 feet from my house. And I've been doing 27 miles per hour this whole time back and forth. And, you know, cars are driving by. Everybody's real nice. They're honking and waving. Actually, I saw David on my way home. He yeah, honked and waved, too. I went like, Should have hit him. Get him off the road. Should have hit him. Got close. He was on the other side, so I couldn't. But, yeah, I, I get real close to all these nice people waving i'm so close to my home i can see it i see the window i see where my wife would be sitting when she's on her computer and i look up there and i'm just thinking about how beautiful of a day it is and in that middle of a side thought i lose focus on the board and all of a sudden i am on my butt i'm on my butt in pain and my butt (laughs) and my hand are on fire and my water bottle falls out of my backpack and goes rolling down the road and as i'm like laying on the ground looking up at the sky from one moment I'm standing, I'm on the ground, and all I can hear is just this metal tingling sound of of it, just like going down the road. And uh, the bottle, the bottle, the I, 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 rolling I, away. I can't, I can't move anything, and I'm like, I don't, I'm just gonna lay here for a while. <laughs> in the road, you're laying in the road. I'm just laying in the road. I'm just like, eh. what time of day? Oh, uh, like five. <laughs> Oh, rush, rush hour. hour. Rush <laughs> hour. Okay, okay, okay. And some some jogger comes around the corner, and he just he heard the water ball. He picks it up. He looks at it. It's just covered in scuffs, and uh, it's got a dent in it at this point. And he's just like looking at it, and then he looks the direction of where the water ball was rolling from. He just sees me laying on the ground, just kind of smiling, looking up at the sky. And my head just kind of like rolls <laughs> over. I'm like, hey, <laughs> oh my god. He's like, you okay? I'm like, that's why you wear a helmet. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and like like a little uh music plays and it's yeah, like the some uh, some tbs or not tbs was the uh, pbs pbs yeah it's like some little uh ad for <laughs> health and safety so yeah he's a nice guy i met him and he gave me my water bottle helped me up and uh i scooted my way home for the last 20 feet uh it looked way worse than it was i got home i had some road rash in my hip and uh uh had a, a little cut on my hand mm. and uh i think we've, we've done a video on backpacks we haven't put it out yet but we've done a video on backpacks mm. i've been doing a lot of research on backpacks yeah it's sad it's, yeah, it's I, it, way it's too much time way yeah, too much too it's, much it's a problem but it's been decided after that wreck this the backpack i was wearing is the best backpack <laughs> in the world because it ate all the fall I went to the store to Kroger. There was a loaf of bread in there, so that that saved me quite a bit of damage. That loaf wow. of bread was pretty. That was flat. You're gonna end up on my strange addiction. <laughs> so I buy backpacks and I ride longboards. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the water bottle, the backpack, and the bread just ate that fall. Uh, and now every time I'm riding my board, it's like the mm. like the trapeze artist that. You're fine until someone says don't fall, and that's the one time you fall. And now, yeah. anytime I get on the board, I'm just I'm so anxious, and it's it's kind of killed the uh, the relaxing aspect of it. And it's more mm. of just an active. <laughs> it's like an exercise now, less of a fun thing. So I think if I just keep at it, eventually mm. it'll go back to normal. Well, maybe. you sent a video to us in our little yes conference room chat. Mm. And I don't think Cole even responded to it. No, but no, because he and I had a conversation face to face about yeah. all of this as well. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So do, who do you agree with, me or Tristan? Before we begin. Oh, I'm on your side. Okay. Yeah. So the, the video is of a guy recording people on skateboards or longboards. Longboards. Or and longboards. And with the, he's like Tristan. The, he's like guys. I, I want to do this with my longboard. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're using the longboard to like record stuff while you have a gimbal. So like all your weight and stuff is like messed up normally because you don't usually hold things while you're on a skateboard like that. But I watched the video and within the first 10 seconds, the guy's like, I do not recommend you ever do this. <laughs> this is the worst idea ever. I don't even like doing this. But it's fun. And Tristan's like, but we can do it. We need to learn how. And like, I then think we do. And I so wanted to like, because we even talked about it. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable with it. But if you feel confident, we'll talk about it. It could mm -hmm. be cool. It could be interesting. And then, and he was like, and I was like, have you wrecked? And he's like, no, no, nah, dude, I haven't. Like, <laughs> I've got it figured out. And then literally like two days later, this happened. Yeah. And I'm like, and I don't know if I we should put this. our only gimbal <laughs> and yeah, half of so our much money. camera gear on on a system that you could fall. Right, a loaf of bread's not going to save your gimbal and your camera. Uh, nah, you, you can't save yourself. That is that's what insurance is for, man. Right, Don't. as they take a month to pay out and get us new gear, and then I'll spot it until it gets reimbursed. Still, we'd have it's to order a good it. Idea. What if we lost jobs, man? We don't oh. even have. We have to support that David. This. Yeah, me. What about me? You're not thinking about me, man. 
What about me? <laughs> what about me, man? <laughs> oh, you can't think about yourself and your gimbal. It's a little sketch. It, it it's a little sketch. sketch. I mean, it's I get it. But you got the last like lessons learned, David. I'm gonna, I take this one. Here's the thing. If you're going to do... <laughs> you I, I, I got the lesson here. It's like, if you, if you want to grow your business, you got to take risks. <laughs> and that means putting your whole career on the line. <laughs> Okay, we don't that's even a, have shoots that that's require a Jeremy this. Miller side tangent. I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to talk about that one later. Uh, this whole this whole episode, we're just gonna something to do with risks or I risk don't know. management. Yeah, <laughs> Sophie. I can, can see it now. That the title is "Risk It for the Biscuit." Risk it for, for the, the biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> and I'm just gonna. I it's don't. just gonna be like the thumbnail is the three of us, but then we're gonna be swimming in a sea of biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> We don't even have biscuits to risk this for. You just want to do this because yeah. it looks cool. That's I, bad. No, that's a perfectly that's good reason. No. No. Every, Here's everybody the thing. Everybody hold your biscuit. The lesson. Where's the biscuit? Is yeah, important. There, there oh, is. yeah. Everybody get the thumbnail. Yeah. Big ass. Is your biscuit growing? <laughs> I, wanted, like, I wanted to give you variation in the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Side tangent. It has nothing to do with filmmaking. This is just in general. If you got to do something borderline stupid, pay attention. Like, that's it. Just if you're going to be doing fast speeds, pay attention. If you're going to speed, if you're, if you're going to go jogging at night, like, give mm. that activity 90 nine percent of your focus like every once in a while there's a butterfly i get it but like most of the time <laughs> he gets it more than you guys know yeah <laughs> too much. the problem was i was almost home as david was talking about like the analogy being the the more comfortable you are with the situation the more relaxed you get and then you get false security false mm -hmm. security leads to mistakes and the mistakes can be you know as simple as oh i accidentally deleted some extra files i need to use my recovery software and get them back to i'm going to the emergency room because I, I fell off a board doing about 10, 15 miles per hour. Um, I, feel, I feel comfortable that if I were holding a gimbal and giving it all my focus, I would be fine starting mm -hmm. at slow speeds, working up to about eight miles per hour. That's something, even if I fell off, I can catch myself. I can run eight miles per hour with a gimbal. It's not a big deal. I'm not advocating 27. The guy that does it in the videos you were referring to goes about 50 miles per hour downhill and he doesn't have an electric board, so there's no brakes. He has to manually stop. Oh man, I he, didn't even watch it. He's using a steady rig, <laughs> which is even less safe than he was a gimbal. Not. So a gimbal has motors and the, like everything is moving in a controlled manner with a computer. The computer tells it where to go. With a steady rig or an easy rig, you have a handle and you have like weights on the bottom. You have a camera on the top and a rod that connects all of it. And then you have to like hold it in a very particular way in order for your shots to look stable. <laughs> and it takes so much focus to oh do that gosh. alone, just standing still. So I have one. We should make you do it. Yeah, no, yeah we'll, we'll no, put it. We'll put, so no, the, 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 the uh, board has low mode, which is about four miles per hour okay i could okay. fall off that land on my butt and you'd be fine yeah there's not a problem so this would actually be a fun video i, I like, like this. it i like what it's we're a going challenge. This. somebody remember a challenge this video <laughs> yeah maybe we could just like put a uh, a mattress or something on the ground like yeah. 40 of them a long way we just follow you with a <laughs> yeah we need to rent out one of those gymnastic centers and so if you just fall it's just like everything's <laughs> just a soft mat <laughs> go to it would be zone. really bad though like it for sure like if you fell with the gimbal especially because all those motors are working the torque is on it's like stabilizing the camera and then if you were to hit yeah. the ground it would just 
shove that motor in a different direction and everything like it could be bad yeah. and we only have one gimbal i mean we have two cameras but we only have one gimbal thank yeah. god for two-day shipping <laughs> so it's not even like a hoverboard though this is another reason why i don't like it you, your electric skateboard has a controller maybe a little bit thinner than this but you want to hold the gimbal and the controller oh, I didn't in your even think hand, about that. and you have to control the speed and the brake, and Dude. you have to hold everything. Well, you got the, you, you got that, that inverted. The, we'll hold the, the remote. The, <laughs> the remote is about as thin as the phone is, and then the well, handle is about an inch diameter. And yeah, it's the other. But it's still about like yeah. you're holding something like you this. Could, you could probably get it on the handle just right here where your yeah. thumb is. I, I, I was like t- I was testing. We could zip tie it. I was testing it out already. We can zip tie it. That would be a great idea. However, Dane came over. Your cousin, my best friend. Uh, he hooked us up, didn't he? Yeah, he hooked it up because he's like, you know, it'd be real fun is if we took turns sitting on the board. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, what if the person not on the board had the remote control? Yes. And I was like, dude, this is such a bad it's idea. So bad. Well, I, this is this will be a full story then. Uh, <laughs> so we're riding, and in, this is the first time he's ever rode a longboard or a skateboard or anything. He has a lot of natural talent, athletically. However. The coordination on a longboard was not high up on that list. You have to have experience on a board of some sort. Like, yeah. I mean, being in that position and knowing how to move your body and, and shift your weight, those yeah. those things come into play. I think he's gone uh, snowboarding before, so he has like a little bit. It's it's similar, but it's not quite the same. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of different controls. And uh, the, I've never tried this before, but he wants to so bad. So he's riding the board. He's getting a little more comfortable. It's in low mode, so he's only doing like maybe four to seven miles per hour because he's trying to switch through gears and uh he gets real comfortable with it he's like hey what if i controlled it for you and i was like yeah sure and uh he just puts it on media or on high so i'm doing about 20 (laughs) about 15 to 20 miles per hour and he just cranks it up and i take off and i have to push back because at a certain point it disconnects from the remote yeah and he didn't realize how close like in proximity to the remote it requires. So he stood on the board and I did the same thing for him and I just ripped it. And he wasn't going as fast, but probably 14-ish miles per hour. And he takes off, but he doesn't know how to stop on a longboard manually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he goes flying off. And I mean, you got cross traffic at the end and they're not very busy roads, but it's still like concerning enough that if we, if he wasn't uh, a naturally athletic person, he probably would have just rolled into traffic. But he had to like hop off the board and stop it real quick. And yeah, it was. Uh, it's a good thing he was using ninety nine percent of his attention. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 with anything. We all get comfortable. That actually, it's kind of funny because it comes all back around to you and your editing and everybody doing their thing. It's, you get in a habit and you do your thing. You get comfortable. That's when you get sloppy. Sloppy. Yeah. We need yeah, to we need give you like shopping. a practice gimbal that's just like a wooden stick we, and we like put one. a brick on top of it. And <laughs> a brick? Uh, some, some sort of weight to just simulate you holding a gimbal and a camera because I don't, you're not doing this with any the thi- real equipment. That's the hard time. part though is I, I still like, it makes like part of it, I know it would make a very interesting video. It would be really cool, but oh my gosh. Well, we have an old gimbal up there. It's only worth like a hundred bucks. Only a hundred? Well, I that's mm-hmm. worth it. We could sell it and yeah. have a hundred bucks. The Ronin's like four hundred plus. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I say we load it fully down. We'll put the focus motor on it and everything. 
<laughs> all the kit and even with the ninja uh, and, I, and a and a deity and yeah. just i think like, that's a great let's idea put the let's MacBook do it on there put let's the macbook it. on top so you have a monitor do a full yeah. live stream yeah just do it live <laughs> okay all right no uh, live, live streaming longboard footage regardless of the gimbal like just live streamed footage on the longboard actually does sound like kind of a cool concept i think you could do that with a gopro yeah, yeah exactly because yeah. yeah, it connects to your phone yeah um i was just gonna say i'm like it's kind of funny we're like oh we want to throw this camera and a gimbal and all this stuff when you could just hold a gopro <laughs> yeah you could, I, why why aren't you wanting to use a GoPro? I understand the sensors I, and all those I, things are different and like the other footage will be better and steadier and more beautiful but like we we should start with that. Start with the GoPro cuz we need a GoPro. I don't think we have I have, one. I have a GoPro. Oh. It's in the bottom of a lake. Well, so you don't have we it. We don't really in have it. Arizona. Well, <laughs> I know so you don't have it. Well, it's I know not where it's yours at anymore. It's I, the lakes. I know the vicinity. Well, of no. where it was. Okay. I know where the okay. moon is, but it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <But>. you, David. <laughs> no, I have a GoPro that I never use. I really just need to have you guys use it. You just need to dream bigger, David. Elon's <laughs> like, I want Mars, and he's getting it, man. Well, he's, he's sending his own stuff to Mars. Well, he's sending old people to Mars first. He's a billionaire. Well, I'm just saying, if you wanted the moon, you could have it. And I think we should do like a road trip and go get the, go get the GoPro out of the lake. How deep do you think it is? It's not. Oh, it's work. like walking, waiting. It's about chest high. Then why'd you leave it? It was really muddy, and I couldn't find it. Like it's unclear water, and it was up in the mountains. The water was about thirty. Okay. Don't they have those little floater things that you? Oh, that's plenty. Them? Like a handle that floats. Okay, you know what? That's way too cold because that's, that's close to freezing. Super cold. It was about fifty-five degrees because the weather was about seventy, and it okay. was in early spring. Whatever. I was kayaking with I'll a buy suction cup. GoPro. Oh, yeah. And my mom's like, hey, don't do that. And I said, oh, man. I'm going to get good footage. And my mom's like, don't do that. Wow. That, that, that story kind of parallels like something. <laughs> my, hey, I don't know hey, what, though. don't use the gimbal on the board. And then, and then David's like, don't do that. And then, don't do that. Here's the, no, you know what? Risk, this should be, here's, risk it for the biscuit. Here's the stakes. <laughs> If you fail, then we get the new we get the new Ronin S two. No, don't stop it. <laughs> we have to buy. So it. you want me no. to break it so that we get a new gimbal? But I don't like spending money. Right. So, so that's the stakes. You no, know, you see how I'm flipping the I'm flipping no, the script on you now. That's now you have now you actually have a reason not to die. This is how we're gonna have to frame all of our videos. So we've been talking about this for a while. Like our BTS, we want uh, a narrative to these. Like our behind the scenes for when we do shoots. We want a grand narrative, and yeah. narratives require stakes. So it's entertaining. We yeah. know it doesn't, so that it doesn't come off flat. So. It's not a documentary. I mean, at the mm. moment, the way we've been editing them, it is a documentary with some comedic moments to help with pacing. And David does a really good job of that, uh, helping out with some of those. You've been putting together a lot of that, and I'll do some like final tweaks to mm. to put a little polish on it. That, yeah, that final which it twenty percent, twenty percent. But we're getting better at storytelling. Um, I think personally, uh, I, I agree. The, it's one of the things that I've <laughs> shush. That is a great benchmark to get better from. All right, <laughs> it's an easy benchmark. It's like setting it as low as possible. Yeah. yeah. So I've been doing research on the side for the last. Uh, not in the last week, but prior to that, for about the last two months on like character development and writing and, and writing techniques and how to make compelling videos and putting in a lot of effort. And it keeps coming back to what is the story? What is the narrative? 
And I feel like we've gotten that down, but it's still not enough. So I'm starting to dig deeper. And the next thing that I think we need to implement is stakes yeah. in a good, compelling way. Something that when people are watching, they find either relatable or uh, realistic enough. Like it can't mm. be too far out, but it, it can be on the edge of like crazy. There's a fine line between like realistic and just straight up clickbait. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just saw a video. Uh, it's a super cool. I don't know what the universe is called. It's a guy made a comic book series, and now he's taken that world and he's opened it up to other artists to contribute to it in like ah. a like a like a game type setting. Uh-huh. And a lot of the issues they have with it is as they're competing to get their parts into the story is like it's not captivating enough, or it's very generic and like the the pacing and all that is like so predictable where it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to fight this other character. Oh, I'm not good enough. Then I find a power within me to overcome it. It's like, everybody's heard that story over and over and learning to get that like captivating, interesting thing is super critical to winning in that competition. Yep. So that you can have beautiful art, beautiful scenes shot, but if you don't have that great story, then that you're going to be falling flat. Um, and we don't want that. We, we want people want to watch that. our stuff. Yeah. We do not. Um, well, let's talk about a little little segue for David because we've we've both been going back and forth mostly. Sure, David, talk a little, talk a little too much. Yeah. So there is a YouTuber uh, with the channel Stuff Made Here, and oh, yeah. he is a guy that likes to make things basically from scratch and design and and do a lot of manufacturing. And mm-hmm. uh, he's working on a special project that is collaborated with Lockpicking Lawyer. And I was hoping that you would share a little bit on what Lockpicking Lawyer is, because I know you've been really interested in him lately. He's a a wonderful YouTube channel. Um, Reddit loves him. He's like Reddit's little baby, even though he's (laughs) older than a lot of people on Reddit, I think. But uh, he he is a lawyer who has a hobby of lockpicking, and he's really good at it, and he's... (laughs) That's legit. Yeah, it is really interesting because it... He he's using it to like identify flaws in the stagnated market of lock picking. And smart. The super cool thing with the stuff made here channel <laughs> is that he's just an engineer. He works at some company, so he just does this channel in his own spare time. He doesn't know anything about locks. He's like, I want to design a lock that can't be picked. And he comes at it from a completely different angle because he's not studied locks. He doesn't know anything. He's using his own knowledge and background. And he's made a lock that lockpicking lawyer has never seen a design like, which is super cool because, like, how has one not been made in this design? Why aren't these companies going out of their way to innovate something that is better than the rest of them? Because mm-hmm. they're thieves themselves. <laughs> <laughs> They're cheap. That's their problem. That's super cool. Yeah, they are cheap. And like really like Mastery Lock, one of the most popular lock brands in the United States, hmm. has like been using. <laughs> <laughs> really? Where have you been living, boy? I'm kidding. Under a rock? <laughs> Under a rock? <laughs> um, Sorry. <Go> ahead. <laughs> they, they've been using like the same um, design for like the past 50 years. Like it's mm-hmm. not really been changed at all. It might not be 50, but it's like more than 20. Ugh. And that's insane. 
Like they, they just don't care to change anything because it works. People are lazy. They don't care. Yeah. Nobody well, challenges it. Well, plus yeah. there's a reason you can go to the dollar store and buy a lock. Yeah. Like it's a dollar. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Padlock. <laughs> yeah. So um, the reason I, I brought him up specifically is because we're talking about like storytelling and in our process of like growing our company the last couple the last episode we're talking about what changes we're making mm-hmm. well the stuff made here guy brought up an interesting philosophy that uh i refer to as agile or waterfall approach to design oh yeah and his approach uh, he has more of a joke about it but it's basically make something work as crappily as possible like what is the bare minimum i can put into making a project work and he mm-hmm. applies that to everything he does it's like a proof of concept just make it work don't try to make it look pretty or anything mm-hmm. yeah so he starts doing a waterfall or agile approach and he goes back on his um, prototype or his mock-up or whatever his first working thing is mm-hmm. and then he'll work on like the ui if it's software based or uh, the the textures and the feel and the sound uh, design of a mechanical feature or something like that yeah. or um, user experience and all this there's a number of things that uh, goes into a good product and he worries about those after the product at least works so mm-hmm. with the podcast we talked about bringing guests on that's like that is our tweak we have it working we're able to consistently put out on a weekly basis we've mm-hmm. been consistently putting out bts as we've recorded them um, same with the tutorials and we're constantly looking for this is working this well like this percentage is successful how do we get it a little bit better what can we throw at it and and make it even better so i don't know i saw that i thought Mm -hmm. of you because i know that's something you're really into now it's a great parallel because like like just with all the locks or whatever you don't want to stagnate you want to be looking for what makes you unique what makes you different uh improve yourself you want to be constantly improving yourself and no, make it more fun for everybody. More efficient. More, fi- well, be more efficient. More efficient. <laughs> that, that's the other thing too. You want you want to find something that works, and then like make it fun, and then add in like all the pretty stuff later. Because if you don't have like that core, uh, just underlying factor of like this is working, it's like Apple kind of. They just make something that works, then they make it all pretty, but then they take like two years to do it, and they say they invented it. So like, well, just like Apple, the difference is they do all of those steps before they release it, and then like companies like Microsoft, like, ah, just works, and then we'll we'll ship updates later. We'll figure it out later. (laughs) They give you the like, we made it work somehow, but they didn't make it look pretty and everything. (laughs) Ooh, you got the little light going on. Orange hue. Yeah, nice, nice. (laughs) The light bulb's on. We My got eye is coming through. Oh, you guys just made me think of something. I lost it. Sorry. I did You're too. Fine. I just it was on. literally there, and then yeah. the light came on, and I lost it all. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Ironic. We're talking about Apple, uh, Microsoft making things that are kind of crappy. Agile workflow, yeah. video Crapple. ideas. Oh better. yeah, yeah. I got you. So, yeah. uh, I also uh, will draw the parallel as well with um, like when I got first kind of started getting into some of these things when it was media creation and photography and all those types um it was so hard for me because it was like i wanted the end apple product at the beginning Mm. you know what i mean like and then i i would then not be able to get there uh because of lack of skill and then wouldn't put anything out at all yeah that Mm. that was me too yeah but now i'm flip-flop now it's been great like you put it out you give it a shot and you iterate on that and make it better and as long as you're getting better 
you're improving like that's yeah. good so what what do you accredit to that change it was honestly a mental thing i just eventually was like i will never put out content if i don't make a switch in my head mm. you know what i mean and, and and i wanted to achieve putting out content on a regular basis so it was about you know finding a way to achieve the goal mm-hmm. and i i had to figure out the way to and eventually with time you get more comfortable you know you're like oh you know at first you might not be comfortable in front of the camera then eventually you feel better about that mm-hmm. and yeah. and i i attribute a lot of that to our partnership um yeah. a lot because <laughs> literally like one of the first times so if you guys go in and watch some of our videos if you go to the team channel and you watch the uh bts that we did for the hard truth hill shoot mm-hmm. um that BTS that we did commentary over, literally I came over and he's like, hey, we're going to do this. I didn't quite understand what he meant. And literally Tristan sits me down in a chair and just starts talking and boots up the camera. And I'm just like, so if I feel awkward, like I just, I, he threw me into it and I wasn't sure what to do. And I, you know, I felt like Ricky Bobby, like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. Um, (laughs) And now like, I feel completely comfortable in front of a camera and you just talk and you do your thing. Sometimes you feel like maybe I should just get out of the way because like, Mm. I'm like, Hey, what's up? Um, but yeah, so I contributed a lot to that. So I think that that (laughs) all works together. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, uh, deadlines are probably of what helped us the most or at least helped from my perspective however people always have deadlines (laughs) like as an individual you always have deadlines but the thing that makes it work like you said was the partnership and i think it's the accountability of like if i screw up this person can't do their job and this is a principle that i was taught by someone i I used to work with is i want to do my job the best i can and i if if my job's dependent on you to do yours I'm going to push you to get yours done the best you can because it makes my job easier or it allows me to do my job. Yep. Mm. So, and it is not accountability is huge. Like you said to you, mm-hmm. like it's been so nice. Like, uh, so somebody got a hold of us and I needed to get everything scheduled with them for like a real estate shoot. And I was so busy. I just forgot. And then the next day Tristan's like, Hey, did you reach out to this person? And I was like, Oh, mm. but that accountability, we got the job and we're going to get it finished up here soon and we'll be good to go. So it's mm. like, before uh, you're when you're accountable on your own it's kind of like hey i forgot that and you know you probably lost out on work so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a win-win all around just saying yeah yeah one of the things i like about youtubers is that you can see their work progress in that way yes you can go back five years even two years from their latest video <laughs> yeah if you can look, if it's like john tron you just go back three videos no. oh, God. <laughs> john we love you um, uh, with the lockpicking lawyer, I actually watched one of his videos today from five years ago, and you could tell like it almost ha- it has like all the same structure, all the same content, but it was much different. Just like the flow of it, how he held himself in front of the camera, he was much more soft spoken. That could have been the mic, but like you could have, you could tell he mm-hmm. was like talking kind of quieter. And it, it's just interesting because you can also use that to study like how did they, what did they change. Even though it's like the same basic content they're delivering from like then to now, like MKBHD, he's like, he's striving (laughs) to change everything about what he does all the time. Yes. And it's insane how much his videos change just literally from like two to three videos. It's true. Have you ever seen the older Snazzy Labs? I, I think so. Like it is, that's also the problem. It's jarring 
when uh-huh. like they improve so fast. Cause like, Oh, it's only two years ago. It's not that different. You're like, Oh God. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, a lot of the YouTubers I watch are not like recent uploaders. They're not like mm. regularly scheduled content. I watch like old videos that I used to watch and, it, or I'll find somebody that collaborate with somebody I used to watch. And it's like, a whole treasure trove and then you find it's like uh, watching a tv show and you get to the end and you're like wait where's where's the next season and you realize they stopped uploading like 2015 but they still had five years of content <laughs> it's like oh this is yeah. so so good um and, but even though that content was from 2015 and prior you can still see that growth it's like mm-hmm. it's like watching tv and seeing the character development except it's a real person and i think that's such a cool thing yeah you gonna be a part of the journey that's what we're trying to do with you guys. We oh, want you to be yeah. a part of our journey. Join us today uh, uh, on our journey. <laughs> oh, uh, I speaking of journey, <laughs> uh, I said I would bring it up. Jeremy oh, Miller, sorry. I love you. Uh, stop believing. I, I love you so much, buddy. We've had him on the podcast. He's a great guy, and he tells this story, and I've seen him post it on Facebook a couple of times about um, how he started a board business, like Longboard, actually, ironically. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, he it had either $10,000 invested. I don't remember if it was his own or it was a like an angel donor, but he had money. He invested and the business went under. Um, however, he's doing really well now, also doing entrepreneurial work. And it became like a joke, a running joke, that entrepreneurs, like the successful entrepreneur in that community, like when you brag, like how much, uh, how much do you lift is like what you brag about with your gym buddies. Yeah. The, the entrepreneurial brag is like, how much money did you lose out on some, uh, <laughs> some venture? <laughs> Pretty much. And so, um, recently I had an experience with like the PPP money. We don't usually talk about money politics. There's a lot of controversial stuff. However, I think there's a lesson to be learned and that is, um, that's like, it's, it is a service that you're paying for whenever you have uh, like somebody helping your business. Mm-hmm. And it's really important that you find uh, people that help your business and you can trust and you have personal relationships with because whenever you're starting out a business as an entrepreneur, you want people that actually believe in the product because they'll be there to help support you in the good and the bad. They're not just like shareholders that are there for board meetings when they want something from you. Pull out immediately once they see <laughs> that the profits are going in the negative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, sell, sell AMC and sell, all that. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you are a small business owner or just somebody that wants to uh, like grow a brand or something like that, it's really important that you find people around you employees, partners, um, uh, friends to help with your shoots or people to help promote what you're doing. Make sure those people are ones that support you wholly and have your best interest in mind. Because if not, you could get in a situation where uh, they put other people in, in a different priority and you're not as high up on that list for whatever reason. You know, everybody's got their reason. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's an important for decision for you to make. Yes. And I did not invest enough time in finding somebody uh, that I think aligned with that. And I just went with a recommendation. I took it as is. And it ended up costing me a little more than Jeremy Miller's. So if I don't know if you're seeing this, I I think <laughs> I think I'm the better entrepreneur. <laughs> Hit me up. We can yeah. talk about the exact number. Uh, but yeah, that's my little lesson for 
finding finding <laughs> supportive teams. Hell yeah. Uh, well, it's it, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about that we weren't going to yeah, do that. No, we no. we recovered. Um, that we recovered from the situation yeah, and we're good. doing fine. Yeah, it's a good lesson learned as well. Yeah. So, but I'm honestly we are close to an hour. I don't know if we want to. I mean, we go to like an hour twenty sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've never seen. Actually, it's a good time to ask. How long do you guys want them to be? What do you guys like? How much time you got for when you're doing the dishes? <laughs> right. Um, I did want to say, hopefully, because you're talking about teams and surrounding yourself by people. Yeah. Um, we are getting ready, and maybe by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have everything in place, but we are getting ready to start looking for possibly uh, somebody to help offload some of our editing work. I think... It probably won't be in the next two weeks that we find someone. No, However, no, I meant like that we, we actually probably look start looking. looking in the next two weeks. So if you're watching this, uh, I feel like if you've made it to this point, you <laughs> in the podcast, you have somewhat of an investment in what we're doing and you care a little bit. So this is a great spot to mention it. But yeah, so again, we're, we're not, uh, it would be awesome if you have some camera experience and you'd like to be out in the field, but we mainly need somebody to help offload uh, the workflow with editing. Um, most of the stuff just to get projects started mm-hmm. or help. it's something you can do from home. Yes. If you work within the Columbus, Indiana region, like mm-hmm. give or take a half hour of drive time. Uh, this is something we would, we would give you most of the content on a drive and, and it would be edited at your location. Uh, and you can send it back. It, it'll use, be pretty flexible. Yeah. Use so. uh, final cut. Have to use final yes, cut. you have to be. Apple-based Final Cut. If you're an editor with previous experience, though, like a, a decent amount of experience, the transition to Final Cut is not uh, that intimidating. It's I, true. We have crazy. a video out of Cole learning it in one day, and he still managed to do that and beat me before we had uh, these shelves built behind me. I don't think that's been released. Well, it's not been released. Oh, okay. It comes out in two weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> We're so, see, this is here right now. Like, this is how far behind we are. Yeah. Um, on internal projects. Yes, on internal projects. Yes, <laughs> we of need course. You. We want to keep up. I mean, obviously, the paying client work, we are we are still within our, our deadlines, and we're doing a good job with that. But it's going <laughs> to get harder over time, and we'd like to be able to keep up on all projects. So, yeah. There you if go. If you want to submit your information, send it to jobs at triflix.com you better make sure we get that created in the next two weeks yep. <laughs> i'm gonna do it as soon as i get home and or feel free to <laughs> to reach out through any of our social platforms i manage those so i will see anything that comes through so yeah and if you want to work for us but you don't know how to edit i'm sorry but you could at least leave like a like or you a can comment give us or money. subscribe <laughs> you could give us money i like to, right off the bat david's like give me money uh, don't we have a patreon <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we advertise a Patreon. that is so out of date honestly you could probably update that i evening. probably need to look at it i'll Add give you all the, the logins trello put it on my list yeah <laughs> i'll do it now but anyways yeah thanks everybody that's been listening uh we appreciate you and uh yeah that's it that's that's what that's all i got uh hope you learned something uh, what are we uh, talking about next week? Our, it's next time. Uh, next week. I don't know what we're talking about next time, but uh, David, this. tell us about this project on our way out. Uh, that can be next week. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know, man. I, I think flashed it at the start. I said we were going to talk yeah. about it. Save it. Come on. We'll that's, save that's, it next week, man. That's a, it's a good story, yes? Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah. Okay, so uh, come back for it. Next favorite. time, to come to the Triflix cast when you find out how tr- David almost uh, deleted, the, deleted my whole company. I did. <laughs> Ta-da! Ba-da-ba! Oh, that's actually a little better.
Yeah. How David deleted the whole company. I like that. <laughs> David Baker deleted my company. I meant to.